Welcome to today's episode of Fire in the Belly. This is where we get to hear some pretty inspiring stories from some amazing people. You know, it's always an absolute pleasure to sit down, take time out and have a warts and all conversation about their journey. I'm always intrigued by what it's taken for people to get to where they are today. And hopefully in this interview, we get to hear some more about that. From this, my mission is to help people to find their own fire in their belly. And from that, to live the mightiest version of you. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello and welcome to Fire in the Belly. Today we have myself, Mighty Pete, and we're joined by the Hazel Thomas. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi, how are you today, Pete? Awesome, awesome. Listen, thank you for coming on the show. It's lovely to meet you. So tell us, who are you, what are you doing, where are you from? So uh, my name's Hazel, Hazel Thomas. I'm a... Um, I'm a mum of three, predominantly. I've got three little people, eight and under. And um, for me, life is all about kind of trying to create passive income streams and work around, uh, create a lifestyle that works around them while still bringing in, bringing in some money. Um, so that's kind of what my fire in my belly is. I've recently created um, a, a kind of a concept called the Passive Income Mum, which is growing and developing. And um, it's really just about getting out there and helping other people understand what they do, what how to go about creating, you know, passive income streams and and provide some support in how to do that because it was something that I always wanted to do. I knew it was important to do and never really quite knew where to start. So it's about just being um, a source of support and help out there for other people, especially mums, you know, life's crazy busy. But um it's about it's about just yeah being a bit of support. So that's me. That's kind of what my fire in my belly is. I'm based in South Wales in the UK. Um yeah, and that's kind of yeah. What else do you want to know? <laughs> was that, was that no, that well, give us the definition. What is passive income before we get go too far? Okay, so passive income is all about um, it's about cre- doing a job once and getting paid repeatedly for for doing that job. So some people liken it to to beach money or a pension style income. You know, it's about having having money that comes in whether you're at work or not. Um, and that can be massively, massively important. And um, it gives you options. It gives you choices. Well, that's great. I like that. I mean, it's the, it's the ongoing basis. As you say, you do the work once, you buy it, the asset once, et cetera, and then it continues on for however long. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, I mean, there's so many different ways of creating um, residual income or passive income. Um, and, you know, for me, it's, it was a whole minefield that I just never knew about. Um, I've been in a network marketing business now for, for 10 years. That's been kind of growing and building up alongside my photography business. I was a photographer for, well, still am a photographer, I suppose, really. You never really lose it. I set that up in 2007. And when I realized that, um, you know, I was getting to the stage where I liked the idea of settling down and getting married and having babies and things, it occurred to me that perhaps my photography wasn't going to keep paying me to go on maternity income and uh, maternity and have keep having income coming in because with my photography I'd go out and I'd do the job and I'd get paid for it and I'd do the job and I'd get paid for it and I stopped working and I'd stop getting paid. So I knew that I needed to create something else, something that would give me some options and choices to be able to be the mum that I wanted to be, but not really for me I didn't want to sit around and, and not have any control over the income that was coming in. So it was amazing, like as you say, with photography, which is great, it's very creative and all the rest. But if you don't turn up and create, then you don't get paid. Absolutely, and it, you know, and I, I worked very, very hard. I worked a lot of hours, and I really spent a long time building my business up. I was out networking. I mean, I'd go to the opening of an envelope if I thought it might generate new business or make new connections. So, you know, I was out all the time and really kind of building the business, and it was very successful. Um, however, it very quickly occurred to me that, you know, all I'd really done was built myself a job because, you know, it didn't pay me when I wasn't there and people bought me. I couldn't outsource what I, what I was doing. I couldn't kind of get other people to stand in for me because people wanted me to be the one behind the camera. So, um, it was a bit of an eye opener, you know, all those years, all those skills that I built up didn't actually stand for anything when I wanted to take time out. And that was a, yeah, it, it hit quite hard. So I figured it was about time to, to do something that would work alongside it and support it. And um, and gradually that's developed on and there's kind of a few different different you know ways in which that's kind of created going forward. And long may it continue to kind of uh, build for me as well. And I just want to share that with other people and help other people get clarity as to, to what's right with them. And that for me is what I love to do. I genuinely just love helping people um, and, you know, 
that gives me a nice kind of warm gooey feeling inside my my belly um so yeah if i can help people and support them that's fab take us from the sausage then to the sizzle i mean what <laughs> what's what's the overall dream here what's the what's the intention and the the long-term view the long-term view, I mean, financial freedom is is what I want. By financial freedom, I mean, you know, I want more money coming in every month automatically than is going out on a regular basis. Now, you know, you get different levels of financial freedom just because you attain financial freedom at one point doesn't mean your life doesn't develop or change and your, your expenditure doesn't change and therefore you need to up your game on a financial basis in order to um, to kind of, can maintain financial freedom but that's ultimately what I'm out for I'm you know I want to be able to create a lifestyle that that works whether I'm there or not so that it gives me choices it gives me choices whether I want to spend time with my family it gives me choices whether or not I want to just take time out or kind of you know focus on one particular area of my business and not because I need to focus on that area because it's going to bring me in money I want to focus on it because it's going to be doing some good or helping people supporting people and um that for me is is really really important but you need the financial structure and support in place to kind of create that in the first place I guess. Mm, no makes sense and that does so talk to then so passive income mum so you've you've really sort of specifically done that I mean is this is this almost you know aiming at a younger version of yourself is it, is it something you know to help other people come through that journey as well or what's what's your vision and mission there? So the Passive Income Mum was created actually only a few months ago. It kind of came to me. They always say uh, J.K. Rowling when she was sat in that coffee shop trying to trying to think up, you know, Harry Potter. It just kind of came to her in a in a in an instant. And you know, while I'm not claiming to be J.K. Rowling on any stretch, you know, for me, I was looking for to create a bit of a brand that I could kind of take out there on social media. And for me, I wanted it to be about supporting people on a much wider level of you know of, across all passive income rather than you know just looking at network marketing business or property which is another area that I'm involved with or stocks and shares which I've been learning about over the last few years you know there's all sorts of different areas and I wanted to be able to create a brand that people would um, relate to um, for you know across all the areas that would that would grow over a period of time so um, so yeah the target market is really people um, people like me, I mean, I'm a mum and I'm looking to create passive income, hence the passive income mum. But the target market isn't just mums, it's, you know, it's parents, it's people who are juggling life. You know, we're all working around the challenges that comes inherently with, with having little people in your world and, um, and still being able to kind of create successful income streams around that is a juggle. There's no two ways about it. There's some days when you had a terrible night's sleep and, you know, the kids have been climbing on you since two o'clock in the morning and, you know, you just can't face doing what you need to do. And that's, that's okay. Um, but then there's other days when you can take on the world and you can, you know, achieve everything and still get the, all the washing done and all the kids fed and, you know, everything else that, that comes along with it. So it's about just helping relate to people. Um, I'm looking to relate to people who are, you know, in a similar position to myself, you know, who are like me, they, they want to create passive income streams, they've got a lot going on in the world, they don't really know where to begin or how it works. And I want to be able to be that voice of support and, um, and help for them, just to guide them, I'm not going to about to sit there and say, Oh, you must do this investment or that investment or whatever. I'm certainly no IFA. And that's not what I'm about. But um, there's a lot of mindset involved in creating passive income streams and um i do a lot of personal development and that's a, a massive area and if i can just help people give give them nuggets and support and guidance and ideas um it it becomes really powerful and you know gives people freedom to create what's right for them so why why do you do what you do is it for you is it for the kids who is it for but both really um i've never been someone that wants to to sit around and just twiddle my thumbs not that I'm suggesting for a second that, you know, any parent does because that's not what life with kids is like. But I've always been very independent. I've always wanted to create, my, have my own, you know, freedom financially. My husband's amazing and very, very supportful on, in every level. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm very independent. I want to kind of create my own world. Um, having said that, I also want to create a legacy for the kids. I want something not only in terms of financial, you know, 
none of us are here forever. You know, the only thing that's guaranteed is, what is it they say, death and taxes, I think, isn't it? But um, I want to be able to give them the life skills that a lot of the, the development and the um, the growth along this journey has has given me. And I feel that the earlier I can give them all the skills on, you know, that are involved in creating personal income and passive income, sorry, the uh, the better the chances they'll have of getting exactly what they want in the in the future. So it's about kind of giving people the, yeah, it's, I'm doing it for them as well, you know. So there's a bit of both. Brilliant. Yeah. When you say multiple streams, I mean, how many streams are you talking here? Put a number on it for me, will you? Well, I mean, at the moment, it's it's you know, there's all sorts of um, different options. I mean, for myself, I've got a network marketing business which is bringing in a residual income that's given me the opportunity to step away from my photography now. Um, I don't, you know, I do the odd little bit here and there, but I don't have to. So the, the, for me, network marketing has been really successful. It's not an industry that suits everybody. And I absolutely understand that. But um, for me, it's it's been absolutely brilliant. I'm also, uh, I also have a property company, which I run with a couple of uh, couple of friends. Um, and through that, we are looking at, um, we're growing that and we've got a couple of um, rent to rents at the moment. We've got um, a couple of properties in the pipeline that we're we're looking to buy and take on as we've got a couple of Airbnb properties as well. So, you know, that's growing. And again, that's kind of working, you know, on the side. None of the none of them are full time entities, but they're all bits and bobs that together kind of really make a, a massive difference. And it, and it's just say, you know, I can pick one up and really run with that and, you know, take a little bit off, off the pedal with the other ones. Um, I've uh, we've we've got a mutual contact in uh, in the the lovely Karen Newton who's been an amazing mentor to me over the the last few years and she's uh, she teaches about kind of the four key areas of of wealth creation um, and she teaches about creating um, income from property and from business and from stocks and shares and also from um, from cash from bullion and you know those are the principles that I've been working on you know if you can build up incomes streams from each of those four separate areas if there's challenges in the markets the stocks and shares markets then you tend to find the price of gold goes up or you know if there's variations if one goes down then you've got backup reserves in, in the others and let's all face it 2020 has been quite a challenging year in many respects so who knows what's what's going to happen and it's all about really just just giving myself options and and spreading the um spreading the the, the uh but in the balance, I suppose, across different areas. So I've got a few stocks and shares. It's not my favourite area, I must confess. It's not something that I spend a lot of time doing. I'm not one for studying charts and graphs. Um, I enjoy collecting um, collecting the odd bit of uh, bullion from time to time and um, following how that goes. But the property and the business side of things are, are you know, fantastic and, you know, and a great opportunity to focus on and keep growing. What part of the, I mean, where sort of really gets your juices going? Where do we find you in your sweet spot? In my sweet, sweet spot? Um, the property I love. I really love the property. I, the uh, the network marketing side of stuff, again, is fantastic because it gets me to help people. You know, the industry, that the business that I'm in is, uh, is, is about genuinely helping people. And I really, really love that too. That's what I get really fired up about, really passionate about um, as corny as it sounds I guess but um yeah the property is is really is something that I've always wanted to do I um my dad thrust a copy of uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki under my nose when I was about 14 and I read it and I couldn't put it down and it just totally rocked my world I was uh, yeah blown away by it and that has always stuck with me and again all the way through my 20s and the majority of my 30s I knew it was what I wanted to get involved in and I just couldn't quite figure out how to get my first foot on that ladder um, so working with Karen and I'm working with another amazing uh, coach, Alex Louise Thomas, um, and, you know, working with, you know, several different coaches and having mentor and support system is absolutely massive. So uh, I'm keen to give back as well. Is, I mean, and, and working with mentors and coaches and, and other organizations, I mean, is that something you've always done or is it something that's fairly new for you? Um, so I didn't so much when I was uh, in my photography. I mean, I did I did have a business coach actually thinking about it for a few years, but it's not something I maintained a lot. Um, that for me, the coaching really started when I joined my network marketing um, company. That you know, network marketing is all about personal development. You know, we we kind of joke around from time to time that you know we're a, a network marketing company that's you know thinly got disguised as a personal development company because it's all about 
um, learning the skills to insulate you and, and grow and develop and, and protect you from the nose and the, the frustration and give you the confidence to be consistent and the skills to just keep growing and keep pushing through all the challenging times. So the coaching for me has been ongoing since um, since I started that 10 years ago. Um, but it's really come into its into its own in the last couple of years since I started working with both Karen and Alex Louise, as I say. And um, yeah, that's it's made such a massive difference. I can't recommend the concept of having a coach and having or having somebody around you that you, is on a, a like minded level um, that you can just be open with and be completely frank with and talk to and bounce ideas off um, that the. the importance of that is huge there's a there's an old saying that says you are the sum total of the five people that you spend the most time with and um yeah if you if you want to upskill then you want to surround yourself with people who are you know at a level that you want to be going to surround yourself with people who are where you want to be going and if you don't like the people that you spend the time with or you don't like where you are then look at the people who you're spending the time with and as harsh as that can be it all depends on what you want to get out of life really so it's a good time to get go to Deepol and you know disown the family and uh, walk away from your friends, right? Yeah, it's like... Well, I don't, you know, I would never, obviously, you know, recommend that. But everybody has to make a choice, and you know, yeah, it's <laughs> if uh, if the family aren't necessarily being the support that you want, or um, you know, going where you want to be going, or you know, giving you the help and the guidance to do that, then you know, don't necessarily disown them, but you know, be mm. conscious about how much time you spend with them and what level of exposure you you let yourself have to them but do then insulate yourself with other people who are like-minded i mean i'm going to make an assumption here and, and maybe i shouldn't but I, I suppose i mean it would sort of maybe suggest that mothers are more susceptible to um you know sort of extra influences if you like them not necessarily positive or negative you know because of exposure potentially to other mothers to you know, sort of extensions of the kids and like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, you know, that, that fathers aren't too, but it's, you know, it, there's, there's a much, there's much more exposure there potentially. And, and women just are very, you know, just think differently to men as well. That, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think certainly when, from firsthand experience, when you are ensconced in the the whole world of, of new babyhood, I suppose, when you're a new parent, hmm. it's, it's like a whole new underworld of you know life that you never even knew existed before there's you know mother and baby groups there's nappy groups there's breastfeeding groups I mean there's there's everything that you just never knew existed before and you know the the influence is the cross-section of of people that you come across you've got the the fact that you've got children in common and and that's massive but that doesn't necessarily mean that people are like-minded and again it's very much about having the strength of mind to understand what you want and where you want to be going as a result of all of, of, of what you do, whether it be just with the kids. I mean, even your own style of parenting, choosing how you want to bring your own children up is absolutely, is absolutely massive. And just because you go to a mother and baby group with a handful of other people doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do what they have to do. It's about making conscious decisions and being aware of, of what's right for you, really. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, because kids generally are not an asset. They're generally a liability until they grow old enough that they get up and leave you. And then they could be an asset, but they've gone, you know. It's like... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Unless you can, you know, yeah, get them making money on a on a significant level at an early stage. But then, you know, yeah, that's not always necessarily going to happen. And then you kind of go up against potential parent exploitation. Oh, yeah. Although my, my eight-year-old is, is determined she wants to be the youngest actress to uh, to win an Oscar. So who knows, you know? <laughs> Listen, anything's possible, right? You know, it's Absolutely. All... That's what I keep telling her. And it's about creating that belief. You know, belief is huge, absolutely massive. And people have to have the belief that they that they can achieve what they want. And kids in particular, you know, they don't get taught, even now, they don't get taught about, you know, passive income streams or you know how to make money work for them they get taught about how to go and get a job and how to get a degree and some good qualifications because that's gonna that's gonna set them up for life and, and that's not how it works these days um I, don't get me wrong i've got a degree i got you know i'm proud of the the, the the qualifications that i've achieved and and the education that i've had and i i absolutely think that university is something that everybody should do if nothing not necessarily for the degree but also just for the life experience it brings um, I had the best three years of my life at university. I, yeah, 
I won't go into yeah perhaps now is not the time to go into the stories from that but <laughs> you know it it's about really just giving you for me it's about giving I want to give the kids the options that you know and the choices and the knowledge and the strength of and presence of mind to consciously make their own decisions and know that there's other options available rather than just getting a job because there's no job for life these days you know you can't walk into a job at the age of 18 and retire from there at the age of 65 or whatever the retirement is it, it just doesn't exist anymore um so yeah it's for me i you know one of the things that i'd like to create over time within the community that i want the passive income mum to become is um is about really just having that ability to help parents educate their children as well and just you know give them that extra kind of strength to to achieve what they want in life and the education that the schools just don't give them do you know what it is i mean and they're i don't know again it depends which you know in your echo chamber but it seems to be a lot of pushback about you know schools or you know sort of fitness for you know what was it testing for capacity you know it's like you know children need maybe a more bespoke plan they need a different plan they need life skills they need more things which yeah. but yet then the resources are appear to be limited going into the schooling so it's 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 right it's it's this impossible situation right you want more but for less yeah absolutely and you know what I don't think I could be a teacher for love and the money I take my hat off to all the teachers in the world especially you know during the last you know the last kind of eight nine months you know it, what they've been through is challenging and I think they do a phenomenal job I wouldn't switch places with them for love and the money but I think as parents, we need to take responsibility for the fact that, you know, education is not just on the teacher's shoulders. It's it's for us to to, to, to do at home as well and to take responsibility for. And, you know, if uh, I think the school system as we have it is is great to a certain level. You know, it gives the kids the basics. It teaches them to write and read and, and maths and and all the rest of it. But the the real the stuff that, you know, that I would love to get into my children and the awareness and the development and the, the, the ability to grow and communicate effectively is perhaps something that, you know, I feel I, I need to take responsibility for because I can't guarantee that the school system will give that to them. So yeah, take responsibility for ourselves. They're our kids after all. I mean, what, what, what are your kids getting that you didn't get? Um, what are my kids getting that I didn't get? Well, for starters, they're getting a second language. I mean, I'm in South Wales um, and um, we made the decision to send our children to a Welsh-speaking school, even though my, neither myself nor my husband um, speak Welsh fluently. Uh, we got the old patter in. I could probably, you know, manage to order an ice cream or something, but uh, that's probably about the extent of it. Um, but for me, I mean, I always dreamt of having... I loved doing French at school, and I, I started it when I was 11, and I kind of, by the time I went to it, got through A-levels, I was just about fluent, and, you know, I, I just about got the hang of it, but I had to work really, really hard at it. And I could see the the importance of languages and that that level of communication, just the fact that it opens the brain and widens the brain so much more. And children, when they're they're young, they're they're sponges. They just pick it up. It doesn't even bother them. They don't notice it. So um, I always assumed I'd have bilingual children, and I'd marry a Frenchman, and he'd speak French to him, and I'd speak English, and job done. Happy days. And then uh, I married the wonderful Dave from South Wales, and you know, as amazing as he is, he he doesn't speak fluent Welsh. He's he's great. At, linguistics but uh, he doesn't speak fluent well so I kind of or French even so I kind of shelved that idea but when it came to sending the kids to school it occurred to me that I did have the opportunity to have bilingual children just not in the language that I expected um but it's absolutely you know we've been so impressed it's absolutely fantastic so far you know the, the quality of education has been great for them and they don't know any different you know all three of my children come home from school they haven't yet figured out that they can have conversations that mum and dad can't understand, you know, but the amount of time will come with that and they'll be talking about us behind our backs, I expect. But, um, you know, for them, just the opportunity to broaden their mind. So language is is huge. Um, is, are they getting other stuff that we're not getting, we didn't get? I don't know, not that, I'm, not that I can think of, really. Um, I think they... I was going to say just in, I suppose in the, the rich dad poor dad world you know there's you know they suggest sort of different teachings you know of you know about you know I suppose well do, how do you summarize it best I mean you know one sort of academically focused and and you know time for money and the other one is the reverse if you like it's 
hard work, but also multiple streams. It's it's kind of. I mean, would you see yourself as the the poor dad? I, I always get them confused. Which one? Which one's the, the, so the poor? The poor dad was the one. Um, yes, yeah, a few years since I've picked it up. Now I've mm. always been inspired. But the, the poor dad was the one who had a job, who had you know the career, who who had you know left school at eighteen, and you know suddenly you've got to get, go and get go and get a job because you know that's that's what's going to see you right through through your world. And he was the one that was you know always working to make somebody else rich. Um, never had the freedom to to create what he wanted to create. He was always kind of tied to the job. The rich dad was the one that that you know was prepared to, um, you know, he understood the concept of making money work. He understood the concept of assets versus assets versus liabilities, um, and it, it's all about your. It's how you, it's all about how you do money, isn't it? It's all about you know what your attitude is to money. If you've got money coming in then you know do you spend that on something that's going to cost you money or do you spend that on something that's going to make you money and um and understanding the differences between those so um you know i uh, that's very much what i want to i want to teach my children and give people the access to understanding and helping them teach their kids as well over time is the um the importance of making money work for them and and the differences between assets and liabilities i was having a conversation with my eight-year-old about it the other day and just saying well look you know you got this Christmas money coming in or you had some money for your birthday so you can go and buy it on a, spend it on a toy and that's great, you know, and you'll love that toy and you'll have a great time with it. But what does that, you know, once you finish playing with that toy, what have you got left? Whereas if we can find some way of making that work for you, making, you know, investing that somehow, you know, and there's different ways in which we can do this. This is what mummy's doing. And then you'll have money coming in that you can go and buy all the toys in the world that you want and still have some money coming in because you didn't just spend it on the, the stuff that's going to give you instant gratification. And um, she kind of sat there and looked at me for a little while. And you can see the clogs ticking, but, you know, I think that's getting these lessons in early. I wish I'd have had those lessons in early when I was a kid. Um, and I enjoy the conversations with it now because it makes her stop and think. And it's just second nature to her. It's natural. She won't think twice about it, just like the language. She doesn't think twice about it at all. It's interesting, you know, kids and delayed gratification. But I mean, in some ways, it's, it's no difference to an adult to, you know, delayed gratification. I want that now. You know, it's I know from my parents to us, you know, my parents were savers, you know, mm. and that's that's very much. Whereas I'm I'm good at paying my debts. I'm good at, you know, sort of covering my bills, doing all that. But yet I will I will induce debt, you know, so yeah. it's, it's completely different. You know, last generation didn't spend it if they didn't have it. You know, so it's amazing how it's changed quite quickly, right? Oh, absolutely. We're in an instant society now. Everything's instant now. You can, you know, yeah, if you need something, you can get it instantly off the computer. You can get Amazon to deliver it in the next day or, you know, no, none of this wait until next week when you can get to the shops or, you know, anything like that. So if you've, I mean, even just picking up the phone and speaking to somebody, we've all got mobile phones. We're all available all the time these days or email or messenger or whatever, you know, it's, it's a much faster much more instant society these days and and i don't think that's necessarily a good thing um yeah i think you know the way they used to do it was you know great in terms of yeah you save it don't buy it if you don't want it if you don't sorry if you don't have the money for it but to a certain extent i think as well that um you know it's all about understanding how you're spending that money how you know what is that going to do for you you know is that is that an asset? Is it liability? Do people understand that actually the home that they live in isn't necessarily an asset? You know, it's actually a liability. Whereas if you spend the money to go, instead of getting into your own property to begin with, you perhaps spend the money on going and buying a rental property that you can then, that will bring you in a return, that you can then go and buy another one that will bring you in a return. And both of them will bring in enough money to go and pay for your own home so you don't have to pay for it yourself. Then that becomes a completely different entity then. You know, you've got two properties that are, an asset that are paying for the liability and the money's just going to keep coming in. So you can have whatever size house you want then, you know? Um, and it's, yeah, it's understanding the differences between assets and liabilities and really helping people get clear on that. Well, just break that down for people there. I mean, in terms of, you know, your own home, you know, and people may view it as an asset or as you say, that may or may not be the case. Just break that down for us, will you? Well, there's two schools of thought. I mean, yes, I mean, a property may appreciate and, you know, it, in time you're going to get some equity on it and, you know, happy days. But um, ultimately, it's not it's not 
gaining you any income, you know, in, in the short period, in the short term, you know, you're going to live in it for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and you're not, it's, all it's doing is costing you money because you've still got to pay out on the mortgage, you've still got to pay out on the running repairs, you've got to pay out on all the bills, but the house is not paying you any money whilst you're living in it. Whereas if you create um, a property that is, you know, rented out, for, I don't know, a, a HMO or holiday let or, you know, even just a, a single let tenancy where you've got a family living in there, that's bringing you in an income every month. That's bringing you in money that is exceeding, hopefully, if you did set the numbers up right, exceeding the expenses that's going out. So the money left over is money that you've got coming in that is going to then pay for you to, you know, the more of those you can get, you can reinvest it you know, build a pot of money, reinvest that and get another one, you know, build those up and you can have income that is paying for you to have the house that you want. And you've got that money kind of coming in consistently. Yes, we all have to live in a house and, you know, you accept that, you know, you're going to have some, some liabilities in your world. You're not going to live completely liability free, but it's some people will stretch themselves and go out there. And I used to be like this. You'd stretch yourself and go out there. I think I'm buying a house. It's amazing. That's the best thing to do. Get on the property ladder. It's amazing. But you're only really seeing the returns on it as and when you come to sell that property. You've got it's a liability for you in the meantime. The same credit cards, you know, credit cards can be good debt. Credit cards can be bad debt. Um, and again, it's understanding, understanding how that that works and what the differences are. I mean, a lot of this is, you know, what you're coming down to here is what I'm hearing is, you know, a lot of this is information or understanding, right? You know, it's just absolutely looking at your options. You don't have to be rolling in cash and doing all that. So a lot of this is going to come from education. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I just, you know, I've learned a lot of this stuff over the years and, you know, I've related a lot of it to me. And don't get me wrong. I mean, am I, completely where I want to be yet in terms of financial freedom? No. Have I got more growing to do and more learning to do and more development to do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but can I help people along the way? Can I help other people achieve or start on the journey to what they want to go? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if they always say that, you know, that if you help enough people get where they want to go, ultimately it's going to help you get where you want to go. And I don't know yet exactly how the, the passive income mum is going to evolve and, and where it's going to grow. Um, I have a vision that, you know, it will it will going to grow international and there'll be a great community. There's going to be a blog and a website and, you know, an opportunity for people to get involved and, you know, regular interactions, newsletters. And I don't know, maybe I'll end up writing a writing a column in the daily newspapers or, you know, blog posts. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. And that really excites me because I can give information. I can give back to people. I can give support. And then, you know, if people want a higher level of, of support, then great. And I, certainly I'm not the only person out there in the world doing this kind of stuff. But if I can relate it to people who are in a similar position to me and trying to create all this while still, you know, juggling the, the, the fun that is parenthood, um, and not not having to wait until the kids are off back at school in order to to make it happen. Yeah, that that would be great. I'd love that. I'd love to be able to give back and help people. That's great. I mean, and, and what I'm hearing is like there's two sides to this, right? There's sort of one is you know sort of spending money essentially. It's it's income, but mm. then there's also there's an asset bank that you're putting in behind that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you can't get through life without spending money, but it's about your relationship with money and how you are with money and um, and understanding that, you know, you, you're just aware of what you're spending and whether or not that's that's actually something that's going to be in your interest. You know, people often joke and, you know, and say, you know, the really rich people in this world, well, they're, they're, they're rich because they don't spend the money in the first place. And, and it's quite true. You know, if you can, you know, um, if you cannot spend money on, you know, lavishly on something that's not necessarily going to get you a turn, but it's almost like a kind of a, a shiny object that will make you feel lovely for a short time. It's that instant gratification again. But, um, but if you can kind of resist the temptation to spend noodles money, for example, I mean, we spent, you know, we didn't have an excessive wedding, but we certainly had a beautiful wedding that was, you know, perhaps slightly more opulent and, uh, you know, costly than I would have liked. And yes, did I love every minute of it? Absolutely. Um, would I do it again, knowing that that amount of money could have been invested and be creating me money, whereas all I've got to show for the wedding is a wedding dress that doesn't fit me anymore, cake that's been eaten, you know, I've got 
wedding dress and some beautiful so wedding ring and some beautiful pictures and things but that's all I've got left from that one day um and yes there's life experiences to be made but it's about finding that balance you know what's more important having the the lavish shiny object or perhaps having the strength and the willpower and the, the awareness to go maybe I'll downgrade that shininess and siphon off some of the money elsewhere to make it work and become an asset that will create me all the shiny objects or the ability to have all the shiny objects I want forever and a day in the long run it's short term versus long term you know it's creating the long term plan it's an amazing as you say it's just you know striking for a lot of people where you know they don't necessarily have a lot of money or whatever but yet it comes to the wedding day and suddenly money just is is created money is generated money is mm. you know because the goal or the need is is high enough right you know and yet you know come to our own longer term investments and things like that where it's maybe not as focused let's say and we just don't necessarily have the same same drive maybe yeah absolutely you know it's um it's all about you know the, again it's a shiny object you know I, I think having that awareness and that peace of mind of what the long the long-term vision is what the long-term goal is and then working back with I was chatting with Alex Louise my coach about this earlier today so what's the final plan what's the final goal and then work backwards and put in place the steps that you've got to do now if all you can see is what the short-term kind of goals and final plans are then how can you possibly kind of work out where you're going and, and set a plan in place you know use a, a sat nav as, a, as an analogy you know you get in the car you sit in the car you can plug in the uh plug in the, the, the postcode to the sat nav and automatically it gives you a great um a great it knows exactly where you've got to go it gives you a great idea of exactly what your next steps are and what you've got to do but you've actually got to put the gear in the car in reverse and pull out of the drive and start driving and follow the instructions for that to happen you know you've got to but if you get in the car and just say sat nav take me where i want to go it's not going to have any any idea of what that that destination is because you've not given it a plan a goal to work towards um so you've got to you've got to know know what your end goal is know what the the final plan is and then work backwards you know from there and that will help you then decide whether or not the shiny object that you want in the short term whether that be a wedding a dress for a christmas party you know an amazing present for your kids that you know for christmas that will they will they perhaps and understand the value of what you've spent on them or or you know is it do they really need that much my four-year-old you know he doesn't care how much I spend on him all he wants is you know I don't know a, a toy that he can play with in the bath or, or whatever it is you know um so yeah having that final goal and then working backwards will help you distinguish whether or not it's uh it's worthwhile spending on the big shiny bright objects now or uh, moving towards the longer goal in the, in the longer term since I don't know how true it is or not, they reckon there was about a quarter of a million to, to raise a child or something. I think it's up to <laughs> yeah, quite some, possibly. Yeah. I don't, I haven't, um, yeah, it's something along those lines. It's something excessively eye watering. I haven't necessarily uh, mm. stopped and, and done the maths. I think I'd probably wake up to a nervous breakdown, but um, yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not a cheap business, but it doesn't have to be as expensive as it, as it mm. can be. And I think a lot of the way society is these days for me is, um it's i see it as very kind of money oriented you know you've got all the advertising through the tv i mean kids it's all about stuff you know it's all about the toys and and the, the the material stuff and you know the kids see all the adverts on the tv they you know they hear all the news and they, they got all the, their friends and they're seeing they've all got phones or they're, they're seeing each other's stuff on you know facetime or whatever um and it creates a demand that I think is um, yeah perhaps a little unnecessary. It doesn't have to be quite that way, but um, it's it's just about creating that awareness. You know, people think that that's what they need to be doing. In, in my experience, they need to be spending that those kind of excessive amounts of money. When you know, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I've got a big family. My my Christmas shopping bill is you know not as I'd like it to be, but nonetheless, you know. It, becoming aware of what you're spending in the first place is a massive step to helping you make that decision as to whether or not you want to spend it, you know, or whether or not there's ways in which you can, you know, tweak or amend what you're doing or create something that you can give somebody, you know. 
I mean, out of curiosity, I mean, how how are you finding sort of the uh, I suppose interest, but also knowledge levels with you know sort of mothers essentially that you know uh, as you say, is it something there? There is a lack of education, or is it is it you know? Well, you tell me where where, where is it at? Everybody's completely different. I mean, it, that, mm. that's a, the, the mothers are you know a diverse cross section of the. The, the population as are you know doctors or fathers or policemen or whatever you know it's 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 just another title you know everybody has different interest levels you know some people are interested in in creating passive income streams irrespective of whether they're a parent or whatever their profession is you know it's uh, some people have a, a thirst to learn more some people have a desire to learn more some people are not interested and, and everybody's different so you know I think the fact that their parents is is irrelevant you know really there's you know people out there who want to learn there's people out there who don't um and I'm just looking to tap into and, and support the ones that that are on a similar journey to myself I guess really and I'm sure there's plenty out there that that absolutely are I mean what's what's the the best way I suppose for people to get started I mean what you know assuming they're not sitting on a massive pot of cash and you know really wh- where would somebody actually sort of say right okay i'm going to make a conscious decision here to to explore to educate to understand i mean wh- where do you go where do, where do where do you start um well again um i would try and start searching searching out you know a, a coach or some you know get involved with a community that is on a similar wavelength surround yourself with people who are looking to create the same kind of things as as you are and do the same kind of things as um as you um network marketing can provide a fantastic support network for that because certainly from my experiences at it there's a lot of people in there um in that that world who are they're all about personal development they're all about personal growth um they're all about the long-term plan and the support network is absolutely massive. So, you know, it's a, it's an industry that um, is largely or has been kind of quite misunderstood, I think, over the years. You know, people have created a, a bit of a almost a stigma around it, I suppose, because they didn't necessarily understand how it worked or the benefits of it. But um, it is absolutely massive. So if people are just looking to create something around what they do um, already and are looking to develop something that is um, going to give them a plan B, build up an income stream, you know, without having to, you know, invest massive amounts of of energy or time or money up front. I think that's a great place to to get started. And there's so many companies, you know, in the network marketing industry that are, you know, that are there to to help. And it's about finding one that resonates with with them. Um, and, you know, there's so many different services and you know products and services that that um, network marketing can provide. So start doing some research into that would be a good place to start you know but again it's surround yourself with people who are like-minded find what what works for them have it just have sit down and work out what their end goal is and then start working backwards that's true and as you say the the so the personal development world is, is fairly heavily linked as well mm, you know and massively. as you say it's once you start sort of lifting rocks and things like that you never know it's a it's you know you never know where you're gonna end up right absolutely just take that first step just just start, you know, just who knows what it's going to end up. And likewise for me with the passive income mum, you know, I don't completely know exactly where it's going to end up or how it's going to end up. But if I'd have waited to start to figure all that out before I started and before I started kind of creating a little bit of a community and a following, then, you know, I would have I would have never got started. You can't possibly know what curveballs are around the corner or what life's going to throw at you or how things are going to evolve. So, yeah, just get started. Just take action that's the most important thing and what's something that very few people will actually do is you know take action on what you want to achieve and take action consistently even if it's only a tiny little bit you know regularly um every day it all builds up into one massive you know leap i've got a lot of team members that i'll say to them look just do lots of little tiny baby steps just keep taking lots of little tiny baby steps every day because sooner or later you're going to look back and realize you've taken one massive leap one massive step forward um and yeah just get started just do little bits regularly and that comes back to the consistency that we were talking about earlier as well you know do a little bit regularly and keep it consistent and you know keep build that habit 
And there's a fantastic book I've read recently called The Consistency Chain, which is all about, you know, picking one thing. You know, there's the 80 20 percentage, you know, the Pareto principle, you know, the 80 20 rule, where it's, you know, 20% of people are going to going to make the get the results and 80% of the people are going to want to get the results and never quite achieve it and wonder why um, but it's about that consistency doing things regularly um, the slight edge is another fantastic book which you know talks about just just doing a little bit extra every day what more can you do and just keep doing it keep doing it yeah it's i mean is is there a slight crossover there i mean you talk about multiple streams of income and then you talk about focusing on one thing is it, you know, how do you how do you compare them? I, I think it's worthwhile building them up. You know, I think you can absolutely do multiples. I wouldn't necessarily say do them all at once. Um, you know, with when you're creating passive income streams, you're creating something for a long term goal for the bigger picture for, you know, to, to achieve something in the longer term. It's it's a it's not something that you, you're going to look to do overnight. You know, creating passive income streams does take um does take that consistency and that awareness and that determination to, to just keep going and knowing where you're going to go. So start with one, get that working and then add another one in and then, you know, start working on another one whilst you've, you've got enough skills and knowledge and growth that one is building up in the right way. So I've been doing my, my uh, um, network marketing for about 10 years now, the property I've only been in for about 18 months, two years, you know, it's not about doing it all at once because, you know, life's stressful enough when you're a parent you can't uh, you can't keep juggling all the different things at once but build it up gradually well, there's that thing is it's i mean they talk about compound you know the compounding being was like the eighth one of the world really isn't it oh, it's fantastic yeah absolutely amazing um it's a fantastic concept and and it does make such a massive difference you know it yeah a little bit regularly makes a one giant leap and you know it's the, that old story about the uh if you could have a million pounds or a penny doubled every day for 30 days, which would you have? And, you know, do read the story and you realize that actually a penny doubled for 30, every day for 30 days is, is far and away more, um, more beneficial than just taking the instant, again, instant gratification of a million pounds in your back pocket tomorrow. Thank you very much. So. I was, I was, I was listening to, um, a talk must be a year or two ago and they were talking about uh, children's isis and this is oh, yeah. something again it sort of fascinated me and they were saying you know, well it's actually a, a sort of a child's pension essentially and they were saying you know i think at the moment you can put about two and a half thousand into a child's pension isa um but essentially if you were to invest two and a half thousand every year for the first 18 years at which point you can't invest anymore by the time they hit 50 that will likely be a million pound pot you know, and yeah. you kind of go on, okay, part of me selfish going, that's no use to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, part of me is like, yeah, that's cool. You know, it is cool, right? You know, it's, um, you know, I'm not saying two and a half thousand is nothing, but at the same time, it's kind of going, do you know what, with persistent, consistent action, that's more than possible. You know, and that's, I think it's a great, again, like like the, the sort of, uh, you know, the doubling, it's, it's, it's similar just to demonstrate quite effectively how, useful it is as a as a tool absolutely as you say it's the consistency it has to have to just keep going keep going keep going keep doing the work upskilling getting the skills behind you and it will absolutely pay off but if you don't take action if you don't don't put the effort in and don't know where you're going how can you ever get there you know Mm. it's true i mean uh, terms for yourself then i mean what you know what, what was hazel wanting to do when she grew up what was the original plan way way back well, when I was little, I wanted to be a bank manageress when I was tiny. Not because I don't never want to be like a bank teller and work my, work my way up. I just wanted to go straight in at the top and be a bank manageress. Um, <laughs> that was when I was kind of about eight or nine. I don't really remember what I wanted to do throughout my teenage years, but I, I've never really um, felt at home in a job. You know, I've done a few over the years and I didn't. I, it just didn't feel like where I wanted to be. As I, as I say, I'm, you know, I've always been quite an independent person. I spent most of my twenties traveling. Um, I never would never, um, I never wanted to do what ifs. I didn't ever want to get to 80 and my grandkids say to me, Oh, well, you know, well, you could have done this or did you ever do that or whatever and go, well, I could have done, but I couldn't be bothered or I didn't have the energy or I turned down the opportunities. Um, so yeah, I, several times during my twenties, I just 
gave up my job and my house. I was young, free and single at the time, no kids, no husband, no mortgage. So I just gave it all up and, and went traveling. I went and um, backpacked around Europe. I worked on a cruise ship for 18 months as a photographer. Um, that was amazing, traveled the world. I went and did um, some volunteer work out in um, uh, Sri Lanka just after the tsunami in 2004. I did um, youth development work for several months out in Costa Rica. Um, and, and I traveled Australia, you know, that was the ultimate really. I traveled Australia for 12 months, kind of working and living and working and living and partying and having a great time. And once I got that out of my system, I then kind of came back and went, yeah, you know what? I've been talking about creating a business for a long time now. Perhaps my, my time is now. So I've got no regrets. I kind of feel like I'm a little bit behind a lot of my contemporaries. If you look at the, you know, the traditional, you know, description of success, they may have been in a business, in a job now for 20 years, virtually paid off their mortgage and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I've got some amazing stories, you know, stories in my bag and memories and um, stuff. And it's just about creating that freedom, you know, and that, that was what I always wanted to have the, the freedom to not do what ifs. And that kind of is still really true, really. I mean, really, that's, it comes, I suppose it comes down to, you know, money and time and no object. What would you be doing? Ooh, money and time and no object. Ooh, that's a good call. So um, I would focus on building um, more of a property portfolio uh, with of holiday properties, you know, sort of different things. I'd like to get some properties in France. Um, I'd like to um, maybe get just some over in West Wales. Love going over to West Wales. Places that we could go on a holiday, you know, as a regular basis and use them as holiday homes. Um, it's all about the quality of life with a family and spending time with the kids for me at the moment. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, it's about the, the quality of life for the family for me at the moment, because the kids are so young. My youngest is four, he's in school, you know, half a day, half a, half a day, every day of the week at the moment, but as of next year, he'll go full time. So that's it. My baby, babies are gone and grown up and, you know, in school full time. So it's, it's a, for me, yeah, it's about the quality of life for the kids and, and, and family and being able to enjoy it and just go on the holidays and create the experiences and the memories for them is really important for me. Mm. Uh, curiosity then, I mean, what's, what's been the best investment so far and what's been the worst investment so far? Um, but, 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 the best investment so far. Well, um, I can't say I've been massively successful on the shares. As I said before, it's not, it's not it's some shares is something you really need to understand and um and study and follow and that's not something that you know i've uh, i've spent the time doing or invested the time in doing um the best investment so far has probably been in the personal development for myself because that's given me the skills and the growth to be able to coach my team and build a team within my network marketing business and also to become the kind of person that I want to become and then the, the, have the relationship with money that, that I have in order to be able to invest in properties and grow the property portfolio. So as corny as that sounds, yeah, best investment is in me. Shares, I can take or leave. Fair enough. I appreciate your honesty, you know. <laughs> I mean, where, where they are your... great for a lot of people, but yeah, yeah. that's me. Yeah, no, I can tell Karen though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's okay too. I mean, part of it is like, you know, knowing your weaknesses, right? Know your strengths and know your weaknesses. 100%. That's, that's, 100%. A, that's awareness. And it's the same in business, you know, focus on what you like doing within your business and outsource the rest and, you know, delegate out to other people the stuff that you're not good at so that you can focus on doing what makes you happy and what you're good at and, you know, where your strengths are. And, you know, for me, yeah, I, I've still got a few shares here and there, but they're not ones I ever look at with any great strength. I don't spend any time focusing on whether they're going up or down they're just there i forget about them and hopefully in time they'll go up and it's not an area that i particularly enjoy i thought i would i always thought i'd love to get into shares and understand it and it would be amazing but until you try something you never quite know whether it's actually going to be any good for you but it turns out it wasn't for me <laughs> what's what's your um share strategy are you a so where you sit on the risk profile are you an investor or are you a saver um, I'm a, um, I'm trying to think of the different terms that, um, that Karen's taught me over the years. I'm someone that, um, will just in, invest in uh, dividend, you know, and, you know, get the dividends paid into increasing more shares and create that, um, uh, create that kind of a compound effect over time. 
um, I'm a dividend strategy. I'm not one for buying and selling and um, you know spending hours on the, the the markets. I mean, there's a lot of forex trading, and I'm not a trader at all. I'm not somebody that goes and buys and shares. I'm looking for the the long term dividend strategies. Um, simple, straightforward. You know, it can want to tick along in the background. It doesn't need a huge amount of headspace from me. So that works. Yeah, and that's great. And like I say, there's someone, someone, and something for everyone. You know, it's uh, some people they can live and breathe it. And absolutely, and hats off to them. Fair play, but yeah, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny. I mean, whatever the statistic is with shares, is something crazy. Like, is it ninety percent of people lose ninety percent of the money in ninety days? It's yes, yeah, absolutely, something. absolutely. Especially on the trading side of things, or if you're going into the the high risk, you know, high level strategies. And all of it blew my mind. I've spent, I've spent several hours, weeks almost, you know, trying to, uh, trying to get my head around all the candlestick charts and, uh, blah, 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 and yeah, in one ear and out the other, and it didn't stick. And after a while, I stopped trying to make it stick. So, you know, that's fine. That's not my strength. And you know, I'm sure like if people wanted to know more about it, I'm sure I can put them in the direction of somebody who might be able to help. But yeah, as you say, know your strengths and weaknesses, and know what mm. works for you. And you know, don't feel guilty about the fact that you know not everything is not you're not making everything work all the time you know well, that's, that's what makes us human yeah absolutely you know and quite often it's you know winners quit you know it's like they quit doing the stuff that they don't enjoy that they're not they're not it's not their thing or whatever and that's the thing they quit as quickly as possible totally. you know and, and focus on the stuff that does bring them you know the results or whatever you know so it's that's a key strategy to learn which most people seem to hide away from really yeah, yeah. And again, it's come back to that, you know, awareness of, you know, what works and what doesn't work for you. And understanding that, that we're all individual. I think one of the things that I've learned a lot over the years is to, you've got to be yourself when you're out there, just, you know, creating the life that you want and the income streams that you want. You've got to be yourself. You know, there's several times in my network marketing business where I've seen some amazing leaders who are just flying and doing some amazing stuff. One particular occasion, you know, I went to a, a training and I listened to the, this amazing leader and I, and I copied, he's a, a Scouse guy and he's very kind of driven and determined. He was amazing. And I kind of transcribed everything. I had one of these little dictaphones and I listened, recorded everything that he was saying. And then I went home because I can, I can type and I transcribed it all. And then I spent the next few weeks learning it word for word. And then I went to see somebody and I, and I showed them this uh, presentation and I was, you know, literally just giving this guy's spiel word for word. And, and it wasn't me. The, the person that I was talking to, he kind of sat back and he looked at me and went, are you all right? <laughs> is, 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 something, is that what I've got to do? And it's just, yeah, it absolutely didn't work. You've got to be yourself. You've got to find what works for you and, and be proud of what is right for you. You know, find leaders and, and um, mentors that you can resonate with and, and that relate to what you 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 want to do and what you want to achieve because not every coach out there in the world not every you know motivational speaker or every mentor every person that can help you is going to be the right person to help you you've got to find the ones that work for you and the ones that resonate with what you want to achieve and and your beliefs and your you know your style really that's a really important lesson i've learned over the years no it's yeah exactly it's it's and and that can change too right you know i mean just because where you're at in your journey today it's it's very very different absolutely you know absolutely you know the, i'm working with both karen and, and alex louise now and that's that's fantastic and they're amazing will i still be working with them both in five years time who knows you know right now i'd love to say yes absolutely because that, it, it, at the moment it's working for me but who knows what's around the, the next corner you know mm. the, life keeps throwing curveballs and you never you never know what what the next kind of yeah roll of the dice is going to be so i think for me that's that's where it was you know it was key especially with kids i mean you know weeks months years can flash by you know because you're you're so busy being a parent surviving getting through life so that's where these longer term strategies really come into play that you blink and suddenly that was 5 years ago uh absolutely i mean for me my personal story is with my my youngest child that we've got two girls and a boy two girls are eight and five and our little boy turned four last sunday and um his journey has been um challenging to say the least he was born prematurely at 27 weeks because my waters went two and a half weeks before that you know and at 24 and a half weeks you know you 
yeah, it's, it's just unthinkable. Um, and, you know, our world just ended. We had no idea I had a healthy pregnancy until that point. You know, there's no rhyme or reason for my waters to break. But, you know, it did. And, you know, two and a half weeks later, he was born with sepsis, bleeds on the brain. Um, at 27 weeks, his tiny little purple dot at two pounds, six ounces and was on tubes and intubators and blood transfusions and all sorts. You know, we spent three months in hospital and the rest of the following year was a complete writer for us while we just and down the hatches and try to keep him and the others alive you know just just surviving and you know we had no idea that that was around the corner and my photography during that time this was another reason why I kind of ended up walking away from the photography because you know that didn't serve me I'd put in years and years and years of effort and time and and you know development into building that business and the second I had to go into hospital or needed to spend three months in hospital with my son trying to keep him alive was you know it, my photography business just cost me thousands yet my network marketing business kept bringing in a residual income every single month, even though I was doing nothing with the business. I couldn't compute. I just had to focus on what I was doing. And that, for me, you know, that supported me through my time in, in hospital financially. You know, it, it just meant I didn't have to worry about my contribution to the household income. And the, the pressure that that takes off mentally, not having to worry about money when you've got so many other things going on in your world, you know, you can't buy that kind of, lack of you know or you know you can't buy that kind of relief you know the, the lack of stress that it doesn't give you they always say that money is one of the most stressful things out there and when you've got enough other stress going on then you know you don't need it elsewhere and that you know that for me was very much a uh, you know a real wake-up call and a very much a, an awareness that you you've got no idea what's around the next corner I was so grateful I kind of occurred to me to create a plan B a, a backup plan you know six years previously and it really came into its own. So yeah, as we were saying before, take action. Don't wait to start. Absolutely, you know. People have spent months and months and months in isolation and not been able to go out and see anybody during COVID. But you know, what's to say they don't get knocked down by a bus the first time they step outside the front door and they do eventually go out again? You don't know what's around the next corner, so don't wait. Just get started. You know, it's funny, and and I'm I'm into property twenty one years, and. You know, some of them are my my strategy is fairly plain, fairly vanilla. Um, you know, and it's always it's always fun, but I mean some of the stuff you forget, the stuff I've had 15, 16, even 21 years from the first, you might only be making a hundred pounds a month, you know, and, and all in. But you take that, that's every month. And by the way, there's also the, the house will increase in value and then it creeps up. And then we we remortgage and we pull the you know deposit back out again. So yeah. it essentially owes me nothing, and yet it coughs out a hundred pound a month every month, regardless of whether I've been on holiday or I've had the hardest working month ever or whatever you know. And it just chugs away there. You know that suits my strategy. I'm I'm on a buy exactly. and die buy and die strategy. That suits me <laughs> fine. And that's worked for you. And that's yeah. you know you know what your strategy is, and you're sticking to it. You're not trying to be everything to all people. And that's the key. You find what works for you and do it. But absolutely. I mean, even, you know, I, I think that's some of the things I've, I've heard talk people talk about in terms of shares or or bullion, you know, if they're investing in coins, you know, oh, it's it's not gone up or it's only made me a five in the last year. What's the point of it? It's it's the, the bigger picture. It's looking at what it's going to create over a period of time. And just knowing that you've got that money coming in is irrespective of what you're doing or what life's throwing at you, you know, the peace of mind and the freedom that that gives you, that's the real game changer. That's what gives you goosebumps, just, just thinking about, definitely. What's a, a great resource for people, whether it's reading books or podcasts or shows? What, what What's a good go-to for people out there? Um, there's an amazing website um, that... Um, a company called Knowledge is King, um, which um, we use a lot throughout my network marketing company, but, you know, it's not specific to my network marketing company. They're a book, um, personal development company. They do a book of the month resource, which is fantastic. So if people are into personal development, then um, I absolutely recommend getting themselves onto the book of the month. Um, I, I love Audible as well. Um, I use that on a monthly basis and I download books because I don't get much time to sit and read. Unfortunately, as much as I'd love, I try and do a little bit regularly, but as much as I love it, you know, sitting and reading, by the time I do eventually get to sit down with a book, my generally my nose, you know, ends up in the spine within about 30 seconds. 
Um, so I love to listen. And, you know, for me, putting going out for a jog and putting on um, a motivational book or a um, personal development book um, is, is absolutely huge. I also, again, another mum hack here. I, I, you know, I'm a mum. I don't get much time when I haven't got little people hanging off me or shouting at me or whatever. You know, even going to the bathroom is, you know, not necessarily a trip I get to do by myself with any peace and quiet. But generally speaking, if I can get up in the morning and get a shower in, then I've got, you know, 15, 20 minutes worth of peace and quiet without any interruptions. So I was given a, a Bluetooth waterproof speaker for my birthday. And that's brilliant because I can put my audible books on while I'm in the shower and just have 20 minutes of uninterrupted audio time and personal development time. Um, and it's just about, yeah, picking out those little little pieces of, of time. Um, that they can do but you know by all means you can follow my Facebook page follow me on Instagram the passive income mum you know it's a community that's growing and developing and you know hopefully will become much more Um, and I'm always always kind of keen to connect with people if you know if they've just got questions to ask or anything that I can do to help them. Cool I mean it's great to have it there so tell us I mean you're fair in the belly in one or two words then what would it be? What was that, sorry? You're far in the belly in one or two words. What would it be? Um, one or two words. Passive income, helping others. I got multiples of two words. <laughs> really um, sort of stretched it there, but I like it, yeah. Creating choices. There we are, creating choices. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's, it's a great option. Where, yeah. um, where, give us a shout out on your on your um, social media handles and how, how people can actually get you. Yep. So I'm at the Passive Income Mum. Um, I've got a Facebook page and I've got an Instagram account. Um, in time, there will hopefully be a blog setting up and things like that. But it's not um, certainly not this side of Christmas. But by all means, do please send me a you know come and follow me on Facebook or Instagram, and um, yeah feel free to drop me a message and communicate if people have enjoyed you know our conversation here today that would be great I'd love to hear I'd love to get some feedback and you know if people got any conversations they want to have around you know what we talked about today yeah I'm all for it I'm all for virtual cuppa always I've always always got a cup of coffee here although this particular one's gone cold so you know I don't bother with that (laughs) oh I love it and what what final message would you like to leave with people Take control of your own destiny, I think. You know, figure out where you want to go and then just start making it happen. Don't figure out the how, just take the first step. Make the decision and then the rest will fall into place. Brilliant. Hey, it's always been a privilege to have you on. Thank you so much and uh, I wish you all the best and look forward to hearing from you again in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you for the, uh, the opportunity, Pete. I've really enjoyed it. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without a great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys. And boy, boy, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So, all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly, and be the mightiest version of you. 